Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. My name is Oluwashino Akonde from Lagos, Nigeria, and I'm your host. On today's episode of the Faith Culture Podcast, we're talking about relationship and we're basically um, you know, looking at the topic, you know, um, recovering from heartbreak. Yeah, I mean, that's an important conversation to have. You know, a lot of us have experienced heartbreaks and at different points of our lives and, you know, navigating it is a different story, but... Today on the show, I have with me a very good friend of mine, Rachel. She's going to be helping us, um, you know, understand how, you know, she was able to you know, navigate her own heartbreak and uh, how she was able to discover herself and, of course, found love again. And I'm so happy to have this conversation with her because I believe it's going to help a lot of us, a lot of people who are currently in this season and are struggling, you know, uh, you know, and you know, looking out for ways to navigate, um, you know, uh, you know, such an experience properly. Uh, so, welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you, Shino. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, just before we dive into the conversation proper, I would like to take the minds of our listeners back to this uh, important scripture in the Bible, the book of um, Psalm chapter 51, verse 7. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I mean, it's important to know that um, God is forever interested in every facet of our life, including our relationship and including when you experience heartbreaks. Yes, God's children can experience heartbreak. Yeah. So God is interested in how we also navigate that season. That is one of the major reasons why we are having this conversation. Right. And um, just before we, you know, go into the conversation proper itself, I'd love to give us a quick background into my guest today. Um, Rachel, you know, she's proud to be an um, alumni of the prestigious Covenant University. I mean, yeah, all of us, all, we, all of us went to school, right? But what is so special about CU? Anyways, uh, but Rachel studied management information system. Uh, she's unapologetic about her faith in God. And she's partners about helping people heal emotionally from past thoughts as she points them to Christ. Well, um, aside from being an author of her first um, book, Dear Single, um, Rachel also doubles as a ghostwriter uh, as well as a screenwriter. Uh, she's an energetic person. She's a, a bubbly person. And she loves to describe herself as a ogre and an epitome of love. I hope you'll be giving hugs to my listeners today. I mean, especially those who are, you know, going through outbreak. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so welcome to the show once again, Rachel. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, happy new year to you especially. And how is the new year going? It's amazing, you know. New year, new you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, you know, so Rachel, we're talking about uh, you know, a very a very serious conversation today. And uh, it's a it's a place no one really wants to be in, but um, for some reason it's, you know, many people find themselves in you know in that um, situation. And that is the heartbreak, um, you know, zone or heartbreak season of life. And, uh, you know, but uh, it, the good thing is that, you know, we can actually like rewrite our story and you were able to, you know, navigate that season. You were able to discover yourself. And, you know, I mean, things are pretty much going well for you. Um, relationship-wise, I'm so happy about that. Uh, but then uh, before I, you know, I start asking you questions about this um, area, I would love to, have you share with us briefly your salvation experience? That is one good place I love to begin my conversation with my guests. So please uh, let us into your salvation experience. Yeah. All right. Um, so I got saved at the age of 13. Um, wow. 
high school <laughs> yeah i remember that one of the teachers then brought a couple of his friends from the university he graduated from which happens to also be the university i graduated from covenant university and then yeah. um, <laughs> over to, you know just speak to us about things i remember the person that was assigned to my class was teaching on death dream right so i wouldn't say that she was really 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 preaching the gospel or there was just something about this lady so prior to then i had this misconception about god i felt like he was this guy that when you start serving him you become you start living a miserable life you know you become poor you'll be wretched and all of that so i was just like okay you know what we'll, we'll meet in church on sundays and then afterwards we'll see the next sunday right um but then this particular lady she just had this joy that just kept on exuding from her you know and she just kept on talking about um her work with god and you know urging us to dare to dream big and to dream with god and and all of that and i was just amazed that the other people i had seen <laughs> they didn't even look like because i mean the gospel is good news right so when you're sharing the good news it's something you should be excited about but then this lady was just totally different from the other people that I'd seen and I remember on my way back home from school that day I was just lost in thoughts and I was like god I want that I want what she has whatever she has and I remember going home and just kneeling down as a young teenager um, I think I said like a very simple prayer to god and and that was it I, I felt this peace I mean I didn't know it was peace then but I knew that was something out of this world and now coming to know that oh yes that was the holy spirit you know coming to dwell in, inside of me and coming to dwell inside of me rather and yeah that is pretty much how i got saved wow. awesome 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 i mean yeah. thanks a lot for sharing that with us i mean and for anyone listening you know, it's just, I'm just going to tell you this, right? That if, when you give your life to Christ, there is this peace that definitely comes into your heart. It's it's an incomparable peace. And uh, yeah. that is what you just uh, described to us um, for our yeah. story. All right. So, Boricho, how has the journey been? How, how has the relationship with God been ever since? It's, I would say it's progressive. Um, I mean, I would not compare that time to now. I mean, I was a teenager, so I was still doing a whole lot of stuff. But now coming to know God better, coming to know, I can't explain it, but how beautiful it is to know that, you know, Jesus Christ had to die for me to have eternal life. And it's not just for me alone, for many other people. It's amazing and to know that you know, our work with God can be progressive. We can keep on growing as expected in our work with the Lord. I mean, that is, that's something that I'm forever grateful for. And yeah, it's progressive. Well, it keeps getting better. Beautiful. And I pray it continues to get better. You know, everyone who is in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So now to the crux of the conversation before us. That's great. Like, Wow. <sighs> So, children of God also uh, go through a break, right? No. <laughs> it's so sad, but I mean, it's part of life. Uh, yeah. But the good thing is that we can rewrite our own story. It doesn't have to end in our brain. Find encouragement and all of that, you know, in God. Okay, so Richard, um, you know, tell us about your own heartbreak situation. How was it like for you? 
it was it was a heartbreak indeed. I was broken. I was shattered. I I felt like everything that I hoped future would be because the relationship had marriage in view. So I felt like everything that I hoped the future would be had just gone down the drain just like that. And I think the reason why it hurt me even more was because there wasn't really what people would call closure, right? So this guy in question did not categorically tell me that, oh, I'm done with you and, you know, it's over. He just ghosted me. (laughs) And then I began to put two and two together that, okay, oh, yeah, single (laughs) now. So it was really, really devastating for me, especially because um, I had built my life around this person. You know, I had imaginations of how, you know, be like a power couple, go out and people would be like, oh, I want that. You know how you know, we have ladies have this kind of imaginations. I don't know if guys do, but I know that a lot of ladies, you know, tend to imagine. No, no. No. So, oh, you know, I mean, I have this idea in mind that you know we're going to do things of God. You know, we're going to just work for God in ministry. Because the person in question too was um, someone who held a leadership role in ministry. So oh, I mean, so happened. Situation. I was like, God. And then I, I was torn between, for God, I thought you said this was the one. I thought I thought this was it. I thought I heard you. Did I not hear you well? So it was just a roller coaster of emotions. I it was it was difficult. It was a whole lot. It was really a whole lot. Wow. And did you ever get to like speak with him afterwards to talk, I mean to ask him what why did you ghost me? Why was I ghosted? You know. I've never had that conversation. In short, the I saw him um like months after, probably like ten months after, and yeah. we just exchanged pleasantries and that was it, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, when you were going through all of this, um, you know, did you did you have people around you that were, you know, either telling you that, oh, we warned you. I mean, why did you go? I mean, were there such statements? Okay, I remember remember a friend of mine was like, I mean, she told me this like later on. I'm sure she had seen that, oh, I had healed from the pain because I feel like it would have been insensitive of her to tell me. But she was like, I was never just happy about the relationship. There was just something off about it. And so funny how a number of people felt the same way. I remember when I started dating this person, my mom called me one day and she was like, in your previous relationship, you didn't used to have so much, like, you have frequent misunderstandings with this person, like, what's going on, right? But, you know, I just used to be of the thought that people who are growing together need to have many misunderstandings because they're understanding themselves, you know? So, I mean, so these things were, apparently now, thinking about it, I'm like, but the signs were there, like there were so many red flags. Well, I guess I was just blinded by, by what people would call love. I was deep neck in my emotions and yeah. But I had friends who were there who were very supportive in the journey because there was a time where I felt like I was going to be a bad girl. I felt like, ah, God, I've been a good girl all my life. And then- Why me? Why me? Why me? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> 
it's not even an outsider. It's not like it's a non-believer. It's your son that broke my heart. So I'm going to just be loose and I'm going to be very wild that I was, I was saying I was going to start drinking and I was going to start partying. But I had friends who were there to tell me, no, this is definitely no use speaking. And, you know, they started speaking to me to say, oh, just because this person doesn't mean that you should now wreck your life because he's somewhere else having the best time of his life. So move on, right? And yeah, well, I had a very great support system. I had a very wow. great support system. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, I'm going to ask you this. So when, when all of that happened, because you said the relationship was leading to marriage and, and I'm yeah. sure you, mo- you guys must have taken time out to pray and all of that and even start planning at all. But then, but when you realized that it was all over, I mean, yes, it goes through. So you, you, you must have been in some sort of confusion, you know. Yeah. But that means when you prayed to God, what was it like? What was it like for you? What was your, what was your, like, what was your communion with God? Your conversation with God, like, you know, during that period. Um, I remember the first period. It, it, um, it, it was different. So the first time I was like, you know, when someone is in denial, so I was saying, no, it's a plan of the enemy. And I started really praying all those fiery prayers that whatever has stoned his heart against me. <laughs> and then I moved to saying, oh, this guy has really gone like that, you know. And um, so, okay, I moved to start, I started blaming myself. I started saying, oh, it was my fault. Maybe I was not the best person. Maybe I had a bad character. And then I had a friend who kept on saying, tell yourself it is not your fault and God loves you. So I kept on saying that. And um, in that moment, my prayers with God became very intimate. It was as though I became really vulnerable with him. So I did a lot of journaling. I would write my thoughts out to him. I would send letters to him to say, oh, dear daddy, this is how I feel. I'm really hot, you know. I remember even when um, the particular day that was meant to be our anniversary for it together, you know, it came and then I was God, I'm really hot. I thought he was going to come back, but I trust that you have something better. And I remember I kept on telling myself that um, the next person that comes will be 10 times better than the other people that I've dated, right? And yeah, so it was, it was, it, I, I moved from trying to fight it to say, I need this man to come back. I'm still very sure he's my man. Maybe the Lord decided to, you know, come between us for us to fix ourselves and then we'll come back together to you know just saying god yeah. i don't want you i don't want any guy now i don't want anybody i just want you because somehow in the process of fellowshipping and just being vulnerable with god i began to realize that um something that i struggled with which was low self-esteem was was a major thing that god wanted to really really work on and deal with right yeah. and i mean i'm not going to say that god is a wicked god that he wanted to see me hot but then I believe that he permitted that to happen in order for mm. me to go on the journey to healing and finding myself and understanding that I am whole and complete in Christ alone. Absolutely. Not Absolutely. in any guy, not in, you know, how many times a guy will call me to say, oh, you are beautiful or any of those things. I mean, those things are great, but understanding that I'm whole in God, understanding that outside of God, I'm really nothing. 
right? So God had to take me through that journey, taking up the layers of self-doubt of, oh, I don't feel so good about myself, or is it because I'm ugly, or is it because I have a small voice, or is it because, you know, feelings are fickle, but in that moment, they will feel so real to you, right? So God really just had to work on my mind, yeah, in all of that process of fellowshipping, and I would say that the breakup took me even closer to God. So maybe I went to God to cry and to rant and everything, but it just took me on this new journey to trusting God and to saying, yes, I've been chasing after men. I've been chasing after relationships because I just wanted to feel loved and validated, you know, but the more I sought for God, the more I found out that, you know what, God loves me. God loves me so much. Like, there's so much love from the Lord for me. I mean, he died for me. That is the greatest. So, yeah, and the more I began to understand the love of God, that was when my healing truly, truly, truly began. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Uh, so now let's talk about how you were able to find and love yourself again after this whole experience, yeah? I mean, good thing you were still, you had the support system, you, you know, you maintained your connection with God and all of that, but uh, I mean, how, how were you able to love yourself again and tell yourself that, okay, I think I can, you know, become open again to new relationship, to a new relationship, I can, you know, get, you know start a whole, um, you know, new experience again. Yeah, yeah. please go. All right. So, um, loving myself still stemmed from my work with God. The more I understood that God loved me, the more I understood that, you know, I was made in the image and likeness of God, the more I began to, I mean, I was seeing myself in, in the word of God. I saw myself, how God, you know, saw me and it just, it was, it changed everything really. I began to love myself. I began to say, okay, you're good. You're good enough. A wise girl, you know. There, there were times I would go in front of the mirror. This was something that I couldn't do before. Because when I go in front of the mirror, then I would always find faults about myself. But then this time around, I'll go in front of the mirror and say, well, You're good, you're wise, you're smart. A great guy is going to come for you. You have a good heart. You know, I started saying good things about myself. Even things that, you know, people had said to me before that I would say, Oh, you're whining me, or why are you just trying to say all of these, you know, great things to gas me up? But this time around, I knew that they were real. So it wasn't just me trying to say sweet words to myself that had no essence or no meaning. But this time around, I was you know, speaking the word of God concerning me, saying that God loves me, and so I love myself, you know? And yeah, that was how, that was, I was still in that journey. I wouldn't just say that I've gone past it. So I would still say that I'm a work in progress. There are times when I'm like, but then most of the times I still remind myself, you know, maybe if I if, if if I'm speaking with a friend and then they catch me saying something that is not consistent with my nature as a believer, they're like, check it. That's that's not what you're meant to be saying, you know, that's not who God has called you to be. And really it's only right to just have people of like, you know, like minds, same faith, people that, you know, would encourage you and would bring you up. Not people that would say, Girl, let's go out and drink and have fun. No, we don't need that. <laughs> We need people that will constantly remind us, you know, about how God sees us and who God has called us to be. Okay, so um, Rachel, thank you very much for, uh, you know, for sharing all of this. Uh, then I'm going to ask you this question, which I feel um, can sort of help anyone who is, you know, currently experiencing, you know, uh, a heartbreak situation. And that would be that, uh, what message, you know, do you have for them? And uh, what do you think they can learn 
from your own um, story yeah okay so first off i would say forgive yourself um you might have been the one at fault but then learn from your mistakes and you know forgive yourself and forgive the person who hurt you i mean if you were like the person in my shoes who <laughs> maybe they ghosted or something forgive the person and then remind yourself of god's own you know unflinching unrelenting reckless love for you know that god's love for you is constant men will feel sometimes even your friends will hurt you and you know but god's love for you is constant so rest in that And lastly, remember God has other sons and daughters out there. So, I mean, if that relationship is not work, <laughs> it doesn't mean son and a daughter who will come your way and who's going to blow your mind, who's going to be like so good and you'll be like, ah, why was I going to be seeing my tears on this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that's it. Wow, beautiful. Richard, does that mean you've actually found love? So Yes, I have, but I'm not going to, you know, erase the fact that before I found love and even in the first few months of the relationship, I was scared. I was scared mm. of, you know, a reoccurrence of what if this person starts well, acting like that though because that's that's a very important, uh, you know, important yeah. thing. It's still too cold. I remember there was, this, there was this period where it was always happening every time and I'll be talking with my partner and I'll say things like, "Oh, that's how this other person or what you just said just reminded me of this person and i remember that there was this particular night where just before i went to bed the holy spirit you know reminded me that that was just really wrong so i remember sending my partner a message to say i'm really sorry that i had to even because over time i kept on referring to the previous relationship in our conversations and because this person that I'm in a relationship with is a great guy he he really you know stopped me in any of those conversations where I brought up you know the previous relationship but it was just wrong and I apologized to him and you know I remember saying like the great things to him that you're you know, a great guy and I kept on appreciating him because I mean he's a person I'm in a relationship with he's not my ex he's not that guy these people are different right I know there are times when he might drop the ball in some areas but he's a great person and I would say beyond every doubt that he's way better right so Yeah, I think that's how people like believe people would be able to get over it and talk to God about it. There were a lot of times it took me over a year to heal and then it took me a lot of times I'll go to God and I'll say I'm still hurting, you know, and I want you to heal my heart. That was one prayer you know request that I kept making to God. Like God, I want you to heal my heart. I want to be able to trust again. You know, I don't want to say this person This is how that person started acting a few months before he disappeared, you know. And really, in this moment, I would just say my faith in God support systems were yeah, like the things that really, really helped me through that journey. Oh, great though, because I know how you know uh, you know past relationship or past experiences can sort of. even um part the growth of uh, you know of a current relationship yeah and great stuff thanks a lot um rich i mean yeah. you've really you've really been very helpful tonight you know sharing all of this um you know stuff with us uh, and i'm so delighted to have you share all this uh, you know real life story <laughs> real life experiences all right uh, so um
just just before I let you go, I'm going to um, I'm I'm, going, I'm just going to ask you um, you know, this final question. And, uh, mm-hmm. That is the question of uh, of um, of the fact that um, you know, does this experience you know of outbreak does it have any does it have respect for for how long you've been in a relationship with a person and then you get ghosted? Is it does it have to be a case of one year, two years, or or two weeks and all of that? <laughs> Well, um, I think it's it's it, it, it's more painful when the relationship probably had lasted for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, this was not just let's see how it goes kind of relationship. We prayed together. We had yeah. like extensive hours of prayers. We did a lot of stuff together. You know, we talk about the future. We even had names for children. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> names for children. You know, and we're talking about the future, you know, we'd like to live in this area and stuff like that. So we're very much into each other. So that's why it hurt a lot. Um, but then again, maybe some other people that, I mean, I'm glad that the relationship was not, you know, um, sexual in any way. Maybe I would have been shouting and saying, oh, they've defiled me and, and stuff like that. But I know that some people might have dated for like maybe a month or because they've gotten so involved, you know, yeah. in sex and, and that, then it would hurt very well because they'll feel like, okay, I mean, I thought we were having it great. You know how they say sex, you know, clouds your judgment. And even though this person is a narcissist or is a, is a very terrible person, you just keep on saying, oh, it's fine, he'll change, you know, he'll do better. Maybe it was just the mood that he was in or, you know, you, you know, you try to make excuses for this person. Because also in my previous relationship, I kept on making excuses. Before this person finally ghosted, I would like to say that, or I would be lying if I said, I didn't know, this person was doing it. So he would go two weeks, he'll come back, he'll say, well, I was going on a retreat. Or he would go for a month and things like that. But when it finally happened, so I thought he was going to come back when it finally happened. <laughs> I mean, he had been showing me signs since, but I was just blinded to all of these things. So, yeah, I don't think um, heartbreak is really a respecter of anybody or any time. It happens, especially when you've, you know, you've committed your time, resources, you've given gifts, you know, you've said all the sweet things to this person and you felt like this person is that one, the one. Really. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, thank you so much, Richard. I, I can, I mean, I can sort of um, relate and I, I mean, I've also had lots of people share their own experiences and, and I know how it really, um, you know, got to be in a situation like that. And I'm so happy that your own story is, you've been able to find, um, you know, um, inspiration from your own story and, and yeah. then that what uh, I mean I would want other persons listening to us who are currently experiencing heartbreak to also do find inspiration from your situation from your own heartbreak turn it around uh, you know no matter no matter the duration you I mean no matter how long you've been in relationship with this person and he or she has ghosted you, you know, I mean of course just like Rachel shared um, you know you get to also see these signs uh, sometimes we don't pay attention to them. You you, you can tell who, who's going to be, who's going to stay, and who's going to be, uh, you know, who's going to leave at some point. So, you know, if you pay attention to certain things, and other times, you know, it just comes on us, you know, surprisingly. Yeah. Regardless of the situation, you just have to understand yeah. that a heartbreak situation is not the end of your life. You know, uh, recently on on Instagram, yeah. I 
I saw how a lady was crying bitterly because um, of the heartbreak situation. Of course, you can let out the emotion, but move on from there. It's not the end of life, right? God still has a purpose for you, you know, and uh, a broken um, relationship or engagement, you know, as I often say, is better than a broken marriage. Right. Put yourself together. Uh, and who says you can find love again? You can truly find a long lasting love again. So, Rachel, I'm going to allow you to say a short prayer uh, before I let you go. Uh, you know, to those who have listened to us and to those who have been inspired by your own uh, you know, personal story. All right. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this session. We pray that everyone that listens in is blessed. We pray, pray that everyone that is hurting and is brokenhearted, you heal their hearts, oh God. Help them to come to an understanding of your love for them. Help them to realize and to understand that the broken relationship doesn't mean that their relationship with you has to be broken. Help them to realize that your love for them is constant and nothing can change that, oh God. And we pray that for every other person that has gotten to the point where they want to get into another relationship and they desire it, I pray that you bring the right man or the right woman into their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Rachel. You've been very, very helpful. And I look forward to having you on the show again. I look forward to being invited again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, um, that's um, that's a wrap uh, you know, on the conversation today. Um, joining from heartbreak to finding yourself, to finding love again. And on the show today has been Rachel. Um, she's been very generous to share our own you know, personal story with us. And I hope that you have found it helpful. Okay, so if you're new to the show, I want to say welcome. Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. I would love you to please do me a favor. Share this um, episode with someone. Let them also be blessed, just as you have been you know, greatly blessed as well. And if you have been listening for a while, guys, you are the real MVPs, and I really love you guys. And I would love you to uh, please share this podcast, uh, share this episode. You know, with someone who um, you know who haven't um, you know listened to any of the episodes before, share it with them. Let them also be blessed, just like you have been blessed. I look forward to coming your way next time with another interesting conversation that I believe is going to um, you know help your faith in God. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, my name remains Oluwashina. I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, and it's been nice you know um, sharing this uh, podium or this platform with you. Thank you guys, and God bless you.